First Class Sailing, take the helm. I'm Kerry Herford-Jones and it's my pleasure to welcome you to another of our series of First Class Sailing podcasts. Joining me today is a gentleman who recently completed his Yachtmaster exam on board one of their yachts. I had the great pleasure of being his crew on the experience and uh, I'm very pleased that he's been able to take the time out to join me and to talk me through how the course went for him and why he actually took the Yachtmaster exam. Please welcome today's guest, Mark Essex. Mark, thank you once again for taking the time out to join us. Pleasure, looking forward to it. Uh, Mark, you've got a, a fair range of sailing under your belt. It led you up to a moment in time when you decided to take the Yachtmaster refresher and the actual exam. First question has to be, why put yourself into that situation? Well, it's a really good it's a really good question because I own my own boat in the Mediterranean, so I don't need a qualification. But there was just a time last year when uh, we dropped something over the side. I had to go back and get it. And I just didn't feel completely um, on top of my game. I felt a bit rusty. And your mind drifts and just thinks, what if that was one of the kids that went over? I really wish I was just a bit sharper. Hmm. And I remembered back to when I'd just done my coastal, Yachtmaster coastal exam, and how completely in control I felt, how everything felt natural, manoeuvre under sail was no problem at all. And I just thought, I want to feel like that again. And putting yourself into that situation, it's a bit of pressure that comes with the course. Of course it does. Did you get yourself into a better mental state before you actually sort of stepped on board, if you like? Did you actually do any uh, physical, did you do any revision before you got on board the boat? I did. I did. Yeah, I did. For about three or four weeks in advance, I went back over um, my theory. I covered tides because you don't do a lot of that in the med. Um, I looked at plotting on the chart and my courses to steer. Again, I knew what I was doing there, but just a bit of practice. Otherwise, it's just a bit rusty. And generally, doing it in March, normally that's when I'm at my rustiest, having had the winter off. So, yeah, a little bit of revision. And then lights and sounds. I've got a mouse mat in front of me with lights and sounds. So um, ah. um, that was a good drill to, to revise all of that. It's just, it's not that I didn't know it. But it just gives you that extra confidence if it's at the tip of your tongue, as it were. Mm. And the boats themselves, I mean, I was with you for that week. Uh, so sorry about that. Uh, but we had a we had a new boat for both of us there. And so it's actually quite a sharp learning curve for not only, uh, if you like, you see, de-rusting, de uh, getting rid of the rust, but also uh, learning a whole new boat. Well, I think that's quite... A good thing i mean maybe i didn't feel that like that every time i tried to park it because when you know when you're used to your own boat you know i can park it like i can park a car precisely it's yep. the spot every time pick your cleat all of that and then you get on a new boat that doesn't stop uh in quite the same distance that yours does um it definitely doesn't steer the same way you know with a prop kick and it all feels a bit unfamiliar and you think why did i not do this on my own boat but then you think, actually, you know, the Yachtmaster qualification is uh, its a valuable ticket. It's respected. And it's respected because uh, people who have it can park any boat they happen to walk onto and know what to look for and how it handles. And it's just a bit limiting for those skills to only work on your bit of fiberglass. So I think it's just an important discipline to put yourself in somewhere new and make sure your skills still work.
it sort of it sort of reminds you that um also looking at two different boats you then see a, a sort of spectrum about how different different boats can be yeah. if you're only used to your own boat you don't know how much variability there is between two types mm. of sail setup and rudder setup and um I just think it's really good. Keeps you sharp. It does, and there's that also that thing I certainly found about there's there's things you've you've learnt by under that pressure, under that uh, that that watchful eye of both the instructor and the examiner, where you're then trying out different techniques because you're you're going to try different stuff out. Let's face it, when you're on board your own boat with a family, you do tend to go from a bit of an A to B kind of mindset, don't you? That's yeah, that's right, and that is right. You do, yeah. So we put up the um, the, the storm sails, uh, which I've never done on my boat because I don't have storm sails on my boat. Um, <laughs> I might I might get some having done it and seeing how um, straightforward it was actually. Yeah. Um, so it gives you that confidence, and then polling out the Genoa. Mm. I mean, with just my wife and I, we never pole out the Genoa. Mm. Why? It's never worth the half a knot when you're ambling from Mediterranean port <laughs> to another. So it was really good to to be on a boat with. Um, other crew uh, who are up for it and don't mind trying something and taking some chances and a bit of experimentation. It's good. And let's talk about the actual instructor. We had uh, Peter with us for those three days. Um, he's, he's, he absorbs a lot, that man, of stuff we're throwing out there in terms of what we're doing with the boat, where we're putting it. He's asking us and challenging us. Um, you know, he's a, he's a pretty patient kind of guy, and I get the impression that a lot of the instructors out there, uh, they do absorb a lot of this. Let's say they've seen a lot of it before, haven't they? Yeah, they, they're picking up signals you don't even know you're giving off. Um, so they can tell when you're confident hmm. in something, and, and, and therefore, and when you're not, and therefore they know whether you need to take three goes at it or one go, or whether it was fine but you were just a bit unlucky or whether you really don't know what you're doing and they need to spend time on it mm. um they're very very canny yeah. folk yeah, um, they know are. how to get the best out of you yeah and let's talk a little bit about crew because here again for those that perhaps haven't done one of these courses before whether it be got master or whether it be day skipper being thrown into an environment with three four other people who you've not met before um in a way, it's kind of daunting. In a way, kind of exciting. But it's it should be just taken at face value, shouldn't it? Because we're all we're all on the same page, really. Yeah, and I th again, I think it's really, I think it's really good. I know you can take the exams on your own boat, but but it forces you to not be more formal because you're not formal with the, with the guys that you you're meeting with. As you say, you're on the same boat. You'll share share a beer and and what have you. But it's about. Um, you can't use your own sort of personal code language that mm. you do with your other half, yeah. say. Yeah. Um, you need to be precise. Yeah. Uh, you can't just say, somebody pull the winch, because, because you know, if it's just my wife and I, it's obvious. If it's not me, it's her. But with a crew, you need to be specific so they know who's going to do it. And it just forces you to think through what you're doing a bit more. And I think that helps you learn. You know, learn one, teach one, do one. Um, it's really helpful. So I, I quite like the experience of doing it with with well, what people who started out as strangers uh, and uh, and didn't end up that way because we hey, went through well, that experience together. Especially in some of the weather that we had back in March, um, which brought it its was own... lumpy, chances. wasn't it? A little lumpy at parts. Yes, it has to be. So, of course, that, you know, that adds to the excitement. But I think also it's about 
for me personally, it was about the boats themselves absorbing all of this stuff that we were throwing at them because we were pushing them quite hard at times. Um, but the boats just seemed just fit for purpose, weren't they? Yeah, I didn't worry in the slightest. I mean, I, I, um, my, I got a bit seasick at one point, but that's, but that happens to me from time to time. That the boat was fine, and I was fine apart from that one ten-minute episode trying to anchor in. Um, biggest spring tides of the year but um but no they were absolutely fine they they take it and it gives you confidence i mean when would you want to go out in some lumpy weather answer when surrounded by experts uh and um you know hardy crew members and not with family and two kids so if you're going to try something for the first time that's the time to do it yeah well said mark well said uh so let's cut to the actual exam itself uh let's just remind ourselves you passed uh how did that make you feel you know it was fantastic uh but i i sort of up until the day of the exam i got myself in a position where i thought what i wanted was the skills and you know during the practice that's the point of practice you make some mistakes i wasn't sure i'd get it and i got myself in a position where i thought well I don't need this qualification. Mm. I'm here to have a good time. I'm going to enjoy myself, throw myself into it and see what happens. So when I got the ticket, of course it was lovely. Um, but, um, uh, but you know, um, it was the icing on the cake, really. Yeah. And, and Nigel, certainly the examiner, uh, certainly had a very clear structure as to what he wanted, what he was looking for. And I got an impression to a point that he was actually looking for us to almost examine ourselves and just to present to him, not necessarily solutions, but just to show him that we actually knew how to get the best out of the boat and, and also how to get the best out of the crew. Exactly right. And, and it isn't like... Um... You know some of the exams you might do at school it's it's or even the day skipper exam it's quite different it's not about ticking through a series of exercises it's about demonstrating to the examiner uh that you are someone who he would trust yeah to take his family to see yeah and uh he needs to get comfortable and he as an experienced examiner um he knows how he satisfies himself of that hmm. over the course of the the day and a half uh, and the night sales, and and you know he makes a judgment based on the exercises you do. But mm. it isn't. It never felt like box ticking to me. Mm. Um, uh, it felt as if I should be myself, submit myself to the to the, the standard, and see what happens. And, and um, it, it went out okay. It it did indeed, and, and congratulations on that. And so uh, went back home, uh, had a, had a chat with your your first mate. Uh, what? <laughs> What, how did you go about, how did you feel once you, once you got away and you started to process those few days? Well, when I was telling her about um, what I'd done, you know, and it sounds, it's not stuff you do every day when you're selling your boat in the Mediterranean. So, so dropped uh, my anchor in the O of Osborne Bay, uh, picked up a man overboard under sail. But more important than that, I mean, the instructor didn't tell me the engine had broken. Indeed. But I, I got so comfortable yep. with handling the boat under sail that I just thought, oh, I can't be bothered to put the engine on. I'll just pick it up under sail. That is not a place I was before I did this course. And so I think that gave Ruth confidence. And then when we're planning our summer voyage, Touchwood, hope it can happen, and we're setting out what we can do, whereas before she'd have been anxious about a 24-hour passage. We're going from Rome to Sardinia. Um, now she's just that bit more relaxed that she knows I've met the standard. She knows, you know, God forbid anything 
did go wrong, you know, um, she's got that bit more confidence that I can get us out of it. And and as you said right at the very top of this podcast today, it's given you an internal confidence. It's given you a bit more kind of knowledge, depth of knowledge, but also reinforced some of the things that you know you you could do anyway. But actually practically going and doing it just gives you a good feeling in yourself, doesn't it? It, it absolutely does. I mean, I was already pretty happy with my um, safety knowledge because when you own a boat and you have to buy the safety kit and spec it and research it, you do yeah. get... Uh, you get the hang of that. I was pretty happy that I got an organised boat with kit and so on. So this, the seamanly type prep mm. stuff I was mm. pretty happy with. But those sailing skills, yes, with your family when they're tired and they want to get yep. into port and go shopping, you don't often do man overboard practice. So I'm glad I've done it because, um, yeah, as you say, it reinforces that I did have most of those skills under my belt. A few things I got sharper on. And now I'm I'm where I set out to be, feeling tight and confident. Just hope I get to use it this year uh, in anger, for sure. Mark, final question from me. Uh, somebody listening to today's podcast might be just on the cusp, not quite sure whether to go and do it, why they should do it, all that kind of stuff. What would your recommendation be to somebody listening today thinking, well, I'm not sure? Well, I mean, it's four days on the water with like-minded folk where you are going to, one way or another, you are going to learn new things. You're going to find out whether you're at the standard or not. Um, you don't have to take the exam if uh, at the end of it you think maybe I need Good a bit point. more tuition. Yep. So what's the downside in a few days on the water with some mm. like-minded folk? Mm. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. I kind of want to do it again. <laughs> Mark, I thoroughly enjoyed your company. Also, pleasure to have sailed with you, and I hope we uh, together can sail again because, uh, well, we, uh, we've, got, we've got some skills to show off. We want to be able to show off some of these skills that we've learnt now. Absolutely right. Let's uh, let's bounce around in the biggest storms of the year with uh, storm sails on. That sounds like a brilliant thing. <laughs> Mark, uh, Essex, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you again. Pleasure. Nice to talk to you, Kerry. Business on board with Kerry Herford-Jones.